Kyler Murray was red hot in his debut for the Cardinals. But rather than go for it on 4th and 7 to win the game last night there in OT, but moving on and play for the tie. Shouldn't the Cardinals I've be been playing? a sports fan my entire life because all of my friends are horrible people. Yes, Cam had a very bad game. Can we get that on tape? Get that overrated piece of crap out of this conversation. <laughs> are you sure you want this on tape? That's what I was transitioning <laughs> to. Big time Timmy Jim, Chris Sale, Bartello Cologne. A lot of tears and a lot of beers. I can't argue with anything you say. Yeah, why not? Alright. Welcome to Late Night Shots. Uh, that is probably just about a record for <laughs> quickest mess up. You know something. what's weird? That page was open for like three minutes That's before that. Normal. And as soon as I hit rec- record, I think my computer went, well, no one's talking, so. <laughs> for once, they're actually going to let Brad yeah. do the intro just one time. But no, the computer's like not going to happen. Hey, you're lucky it wasn't that lawnmower commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Chris, Brad, and Landon here tonight for Late Night Shots. How's it going, fellas? I'm here. Yes, you are. I'm here. I'm a little scared of heights sitting up here alone at the top of the division. I I, I feel you there, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah>. Landon. <laughs> it's okay. Only one whose team didn't win isn't the only one whose team isn't alone at the top of the division. Did oh yeah, everybody in all the divisions didn't get a win, huh? Yeah. That's, wow. That's embarrassing. <laughs> it's week one. <laughs> oh, Didn't good. you know, week one basically is your season. Take whatever happened in week one, and that's just super, super important. You know, like last year, All the, the Bucks they scored like 48 points in week one. That was really important for the rest of the yeah. season. Oh, wait, yeah, okay. You're right. Week one doesn't matter. <laughs> week one doesn't matter. Almost as little as week three doesn't matter. <laughs> week three doesn't matter. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to preemptively say that week three does matter for uh, we lose that game. Lock it up. You can bring that one up with Teddy. <laughs> you mean Teddy and the Jags? Oh, short foot Ted. <laughs> and Gardner Minshew's mustache. <laughs> there it is. All right, so Mulligan this week. Is Gardner Minshew's mustache? No, it is the Lions coaching staff. Because I know this probably makes all the Hawks fans happy. Specifically Daryl Bevel. Yeah, Daryl Bevel. <laughs> so, Wait, you're telling me Daryl Bevel did something poorly in a game? Yeah. Yes. So Landon, you're the one who pointed this out to me. So you want to go ahead and explain what happened? Sure. So Lions are up 24-6. I believe this is right before the fourth quarter starts. Um and they run a screen pass, get a convert a third down. And it turns out Daryl Bevel called timeout right as the ball was being snapped. So play didn't count. Detroit fails to convert the third down. And then, as everyone knows who watched football on Sunday, it dramatically turned the tide of the game because that gave the Cardinals all the momentum that they needed to come back. Which is funny because the Cardinals were playing so bad until that point. I think so Ky- bad. Kyler Murray was 9 for 29 at that point. Something like that. It was bad. Um, and I think it was the next drive, they the scored. next Cardinals possession. They went down there. They were in the red zone, fourth down. They came out and kicked the field goal. And I was like, are they just giving up? Why wouldn't they at least go for it? And then... The announcer pointed out, now it's a 15-point game. And I was like, oh, man, it felt like it was a 75-point game. <laughs> um, Just killed the Lions' momentum. And that was yeah. after Stafford had told him to trust Stafford. Yeah. Because like he could get the play. Yeah. And then he went and called timeout. And then as the cards were driving at the end of the fourth quarter, Matt Patricia called a timeout. On defense, when the cards had no timeouts left. Yeah, that was... 47 uh, seconds left in the game. That was questionable. I don't know if... I don't know if there was a 12th guy trying to get off the field that he didn't... That nobody saw, or if... He actually went to school over the offseason. He took a class. It was uh, Andy Reid's coaching techniques. <laughs> Les Miles taught him about game management. So you're telling me a Belichick coaching assistant who's now a head coach is not that good. Nope. I think me the only one <laughs> the only one who's been good is uh the guy who's sitting atop the AFC South. 
Mike Vrabel. He wasn't even a coaching assistant for no, but he was just he was like, a player. He was there for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the Lions were thinking, but if anyone thought the Lions were going to be different this year, it didn't take you long to realize it's uh, not going to happen. You know, fool me nine times. <laughs> this has got to be more than nine. No, well, how many years have I said, like, oh, I think the Lions are going to be pretty sneaky this year. They could be good, and then they <laughs> it, didn't. And it's always the same thing. Like, if all those close games, if they turn them around, yeah. they're like a bad Chargers. They're like Chargers, but without the hope. <laughs> Have you seen Yes Man? Yes. With Zoe Deschanel, the song? Yeah. <laughs> Fool me 10, 11, 12, 13 times. 13, 14, 15 times. <laughs> you, can call, you can call me 1159, but not midnight. <laughs> oh, that is the Lions. And then it almost was even worse because Stafford tried to end the game in overtime by throwing it to Tremaine Brock. Is that who it was? I believe so. Sounds sounds right the corner safety for the cardinals and he dropped it easy interception would have give the cardinals like a 35 yard field goal to win the game mm-hmm. but he dropped it so we got to end in brad's favorite event in football yeah because we're apparently in britain <laughs> it wasn't didn't the browns tie their first game last year yes because i thought i saw something pop up on my timeline of the- browns 0-0-1 best start since 2004 or something <laughs> They might have. <laughs> I bet you they were wishing they were 0-0-1 right now. <laughs> they were only about 30 points away from being 0-0-1. 0-0-1, that's um, <laughs> Baker Mayfield's completions. <laughs> oh, yeah, they tied Pittsburgh last year in opening game. <laughs> Just good on the, oh and then they almost tied new orleans the week yeah. after that well, but they missed a field goal pittsburgh was only 30 points away from a tie this week <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you know it <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty much it antonio brown just popped yeah. up on the tv um yeah but we're not going to talk about antonio yeah. brown no uh, um although kyler murray fourth quarter kyler murray looked pretty good yeah he through some those long bombs to Larry Fitzgerald, he put them on the money. That one on the sideline in the was yeah. it in overtime or in the fourth quarter? Fourth quarter, right to left. Yeah, fourth. Yeah, that yeah. was a beautiful pass. He put it right on the money, and then Larry did an awesome job of hauling that in mm-hmm. and like not juggling it or anything because he's I don't know if you know this, he's got some pretty good hands. <laughs> Top three hands in the NFL, probably ever. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm kind of interested to see which Kyler Murray shows up next week. If it's first three quarters, Kyler Murray, or because I mean, I guess you could sort of excuse those as like the jitters for being his first game and all that. But yeah. he looked so bad, and the rest of the team looked equally bad. Well, we will get to the Cardinals game in one of our previews later. Is, is that it? A- did I pick that one as a preview? No, Alex oh. did. But he's not here, so we don't have to talk about it for very long. Just gotcha. kidding, because they're playing the Ravens. Yeah, But boo Lions. <laughs> exactly. If you want to take advantage of your mulligan, like everybody in Detroit ever has wanted to do, you can head to Homestead Farm and Golf and mention late night shots. Detroit's mulligan is they want to not have a football team. <laughs> Nicely done. Mention late night shots for a free small bag of range balls. Uh, while you're in there, you can check out all their Cleveland and Shriction clubs and apparel. Uh, September is the last month of summer rates. It'll go back down in October, so get in there and take advantage of the daylight while you can. But the one good thing about winter coming up at Homestead is they're going to have a bunch of fun leagues and mini tournaments to keep you interested throughout the cold and blustery. Yeah, there we go. That's a good word for it. Months. So head to Homestead for all your golfing needs. Judges. <laughs> Yeah, from one overtime game to another. Except this one was actually an interesting overtime. For good. <laughs> Colts Chargers. And if this was 18 years ago, when Vinatieri was making field goals still, this would have been a completely different game. Because what, he missed two field goals inside 30 yards and an extra point. Mm-hmm. Which, that's... He... Put together like a 10 year streak of not missing that combined. Yeah. I think they said he'd only missed five or seven field goals inside 30 yards his entire career or something. And he missed two in this game. He also has a groin injury, to be fair. 
And he's 46. Yeah. Yeah, his groin injury is an enlarged prostate because he's 111. (laughs) Adam Vinatieri is like, what, 12 years older than Sean McVay? Yes. Right? That's crazy. Is he older than Frank Reich? No. No? Be funny he looks he older. Yeah. I did like the thing that came out when Andrew Luck retired. And it was a picture of Vinatieri. And he's like, wait, you can retire? <laughs> Reich's 57, so he's definitely not. So old. he's only a year older than uh, Vinatieri. <laughs> um, so yeah, charters. And it did not look like they missed Melvin Gordon at all. No. Melvin Gordon has not done himself any favors. There are two guys this week that like contract talks were circled around in Dak Prescott and Melvin Gordon. One of them showed they deserved a new one. The other one showed why his team doesn't need him. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Austin Eckler had 154 all-purpose yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, he was 12 for 58. And wasn't the only running back with a good game <laughs> on that team. So He goes 12 for 58 and 6 for 96. Justin Jackson goes 6 for 57 out of the backfield and one catch for four yards. But still, so their running backs averaged six yards a carry. Yeah. And that's their second and third string running backs. They do not need Gordon. And it's not like he gains anything from sitting out. And I don't I don't know if you know this, but that wasn't, or at least shouldn't have been, a surprise. They've played a lot of games without him recently. Yeah, Eckler's been good. Yeah. Um, speaking of surprisingly good running games, Marlon Mack also had an okay day. Yeah, he killed it just a little bit. I did not see that coming because I thought without Andrew Luck, everyone would be able to just target him. But that either didn't seem to stop him or not change the defense's game plan but I mean I, 25 carries for 174 and a touchdown it's pretty good it's easy when you run behind Quentin Nelson though <laughs> that may he, have when he destroyed Melvin Ingram is that yes. his name yeah, yeah. Yes. and I do think Brissett is a lot better than people give him credit for um, mentioned it before but you have to remember that last time he started for the Colts he had got traded there during the season as and a they had second year guy, and they had arguably there? the worst line in the league. Yeah, they had a terrible line. This is pre Quentin Nelson. Yeah, who makes just everybody on the line better. So Marlon Mack, like you said, twenty five for one seventy four, and even T Y Hilton had a good game. Eight yeah. catches on nine targets for eighty seven yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, and Chargers jumped out to the lead early. Yeah. Um. 17-6 at halftime. Yeah. Um, Colts sort of crept back in there. And then at the very end of the fourth quarter, I saw um, the, what's it called? Swing pass to T.Y. Hilton. Spider 2Y banana? <laughs> when, <laughs> when the one guy wrapped him up, he had another linebacker coming to make to help on the tackle, but he overshot it. T.Y. Hilton gets free, takes off down the sideline, scores the game-tying touchdown. <laughs> and I was like, this can only happen to the Chargers. Yeah. Because you had the guy, I, I don't know if it was fourth down or maybe third down, and they were going to have to kick or go for it. Um, but either way, that if they make that tackle, if the second guy doesn't overrun... Um, the game's basically over. Instead, T.Y. Hilton scores like a 35-yard touchdown, 40-yard touchdown, and a... And it goes to overtime. And Vinatieri actually makes the extra point. It was just, it was second down when T.Y. Hilton scored. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought it was... So I was just making Landon's day. Yeah. And the person that affects is never going to listen to this, so it doesn't matter. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Anyway. Um, so I find it funny that both yeah. the Colts and the Cardinals scored at the end of regulation with a two-point conversion 
to tie it up and send it to overtime. Like yeah. that can't have happened very often in history. The two yeah. teams score a touchdown in the last minute of the game. Yeah. Get a two point conversion and then go to overtime. Yeah, T. Y. Hilton with thirty eight seconds left. And I think the Cardinals one was pretty close to that too. Yeah. Um Yeah, but I mean even all around, like the Colts just looked a lot better than I expected them to because basically since they've drafted Andrew Luck, anytime they didn't have Andrew Luck, they look like one of the worst teams in the league. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of expecting that, especially in their first game. Like he retired less than a month ago. Yeah, so you figured they'd be... I mean, they were sort of already getting ready to play without him because nobody expected him to be back for week one. But... I think Frank Frank Reich is one heck of a coach yeah. to get that performance out of this team that I don't think anyone really expected. And last year we talked about the Patriots screwing over the Colts by doing the big with the on that Yeah, one. but I mean, they ended up with Frank Reich. Yeah. Um, I can say without a doubt that if Josh McDaniels was their head coach, they would have lost this game handily. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was thoroughly impressed by the Colts and almost felt really bad for Chargers fans. Yeah, but they're used to it. Yeah, so it I, was nice to see them score on their first possession in overtime to um to win the game. Yeah. And you know, unchargers it. <laughs> well you can't have the Lions and the Chargers both pull their own names on the same day because <laughs> that would just be too impressive uh, speaking of a game that was not impressive but made someone really happy at the same time Titans-Browns oh is that the game you were yeah I mention? realized that could go for like the top two on there kind of but yeah Titans-Browns because the Browns had a whole lot of penalties. Yeah. Not good. One or two. <laughs> One or two. Or 18. Yes. 18 penalties for 182 yards or something 182. Like two ejections. Yes. And... What was the other ejection? I know um, the... There's defensive lineman, number 99. He walked by, said something to a ref, and oh. got kicked out. And then their left tackle was like, I'm going to kick you in the head. <laughs> yeah, Greg. Which is funny, because if... Did you guys see the full video of that? Yes. Yeah. Um, Because I heard that the video they showed on Red Zone was just him kicking Kenny Vaccaro in the face, but he was standing by a pile looking like he was going to get involved, and Kenny Vaccaro just came up and shoved him. (laughs) And so he was falling down, and Kenny Vaccaro tripped over someone as he was shoving him. Yeah. So he kicked him. Yeah. And then, of course. Yeah. Not a good look. So he gets ejected, and then his backup gets hurt on the yes. next possession, <laughs> and the Browns were out of eligible linemen. They were down to their last five. Yeah, so going into halftime with five linemen, not a good look. No. Where's Joe Thomas when you need him? <laughs> but uh, I was worried at the beginning because um, I will say the Browns' two touchdown drives, they did look really good offensively. Um, their second touchdown drive was in the third yeah. quarter. Yeah. But the first one, so Baker Mayfield's very first pass gets tipped by Jayon Brown, goes right into Adoree Jackson's hands, and Adoree Jackson wasn't expecting it, drops it. He had nothing but real estate in front of him. And I was like, oh, man, drop that. Then Baker goes four for four on his next, <laughs> on his next four, and they end up scoring a touchdown. I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be one of these games. <laughs> Um, 18 penalties later, I wasn't really that worried. <laughs> yeah, if you would have taken the higher number of penalties or Nick Chubb rushes, which would it have been? Obviously Nick Chubb rushes. <laughs> because Chubb had 17 carries and they had 18 penalties. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, and... So they browns did, is what you're saying. Yes. Um, they totally one th- browns did. One thing... That I thought um, I wasn't sure about because the Browns have a very good front seven. 
I thought they were going to be able to put a bunch of pressure on Mariota and force him to try to make a lot of throws that he can't make, and that didn't really happen. It did not. But also, got to credit the offensive game plan. They got the Henry rolling downhill early. Yep. Um, Um, Mariota got the ball out of his hands quick. Yes. And... AJ Brown looks like your guy's number one receiver. Yeah, they did. I I think Chris, or why do I always call him Chris Davis? Corey Davis. Um, I think he got like two targets all game, and he dropped one of them. Yeah, and that was it. So if you started him in fantasy, yeah, you suck. Um, three targets. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So one thing that I did notice, and I don't want to nitpick because Mariota had a good game. Uh, 248 and three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, his completion percentage wasn't awesome. 14 for 24. That's a weird one to do in my head. Yeah. Just under 60%? Yeah. But uh, one thing I did notice, which it didn't really bite him, and I guess it won't be a problem until, um, until it does, but he's not really able to drive the ball or put... Um, put enough mustard on it when he needs to. I noticed the the first long play to AJ Brown was a little underthrown, and he had to back up. Otherwise, I think that was a touchdown. Again, yeah. it was a forty-something yard completion, so I'm not going to complain. Um, so two and a half times but, further than Cam ever threw the ball this week. <laughs> but there was, I think, I I took notice of three like spacing or swing plays where basically as soon as the ball snapped, you're trying to get the ball to the receiver before the corner can, um, can close in. And he wasn't really firing the ball out there. It was just sort of lofting it and he was putting it up towards the top of the guy's head, which means when they have to wrangle it, that takes them an extra little bit before they can turn up field. Um, and I think, that potentially could bite him because if you get a corner that gets there just a hair early, that's six the other way. Yeah. Um, again, it seems like a nitpick for a guy who had a pretty decent game. So I guess until it becomes a problem, you know, but that's just one thing I noticed is he threw, he threw some dangerous balls that were saved by, you know, AJ Brown being AJ Brown. Being a very impressive young receiver. Um, and, you know, Delaney Walker coming back and immediately just like like he never missed a step. Yeah. Which is surprising because he's like 71 years old. <laughs> and this game, because I had to leave for a birthday party at like 12, 15 on Sunday. Yeah, it got out of hand quick. So when I left, this game was like 15 to 13. Yeah. And then I Ooh, speaking again. of other old people uh, doing good things, Cam Wake had himself a game. Yeah, you you mistyped your text. Did it's I? Like tenth sack for a safety. That's like not oh, impressive. Yeah. He must have met a hundred. His yeah, Cam Wake got his hundredth sack of his career, and it was a safety. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Was it his first ever safety? Because that would have been kind of cool. Um, I, I would hope not. Can, I don't know how you can look that up. I'm sure pro football reference, you can just look up safeties, and if it's more than one, then... But uh, anyway, you were saying you had to leave for a birthday party. Oh, yeah. A two-point game. It was a two-point game, and then what seemed like a half hour later, the Titans had won by 30. (laughs) Yeah, um, Baker sort of panicked when things started going downhill and tried to go into, like, backyard football mode and, and, like, you know, decided to make a lot of really aggressive throws and try to fit the ball into places he wouldn't instead of, um, you know, I think it's a maturity thing. I think mm-hmm. a lot of veteran guys would have just kind of calmed down and been like, all right, no more mistakes. I could see Let's just him. not let this get out of hand. But he kept trying to win the game single-handedly, which ended up with three fourth-quarter interceptions, one for a touchdown. Yes, and... The Titans almost hit the over by themselves in this game. I don't know what the over-under was. 12. (laughs) 
No, not for times that you swore at Marcus Mariota during the game. Each quarter. Oh, okay. Yeah. 11. The, the oh. Titans scored four touchdowns in less than 15 minutes of gameplay. Yeah. It was... I, I'm fine with it. I, I would hope so. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see if ESPN tells you what the over-under is. I know some places do. They do before the games. Forty-four. There it is. Oh, they so yeah. Did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I was they almost got it. Very happy with, other than those two drives where it looked like, um, I don't know if they were just playing softer defense on OBJ and those guys, so they wouldn't, you know, let them get behind them, or whatever. But on the two touchdown drives, it did look like the Browns were kind of doing what they wanted. Yeah. Um, but the, luckily the defense kind of stepped up when they needed to and, um, you know, Derrick Henry caught a 75 yard. <laughs> it's weird. All of his long plays kind of looked the same. Like he caught that pass. There was two blockers in front of him and he just slowly just keeps picking up speed. And I was like, this looks very familiar. Like he's, this is going to be like a 30 yard. Game. Oh no, it's going to be a 45. Oh no, it that. That's a touchdown. <laughs> so he's the juggernaut. Like, if you let him get yeah. going, he just doesn't yeah. stop. <laughs> because he's, what, 240, 230? something. Yeah, 240. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, once a, he gets going, because he can get up to some top speeds, it just takes a little while to get there. He's a good Brandon Jacobs. Yeah. Because they're built pretty similar. Uh, I think he's smaller than Brandon Jacobs. Yeah, Brandon Jacobs was like 260. Yeah. But he also murdered Leron Landry. <laughs> If you want to see a hit on a defensive player, look up Brandon Jacobs levels Laron Landry. And it's even better because Laron Landry is on so many steroids that it's funny. Not enough to help. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know how much more there is to say about the game other than everything just kind of seemed to go the Titans' way. And I'm not going to be mad at Marcus Mariota as long as he keeps not throwing interceptions and having 248 plus yards a game. Well, you saying I'm not going to be mad at Marcus Mariota definitely needs to go in the intro now. <laughs> I mean, but, once Tannehill comes in in week seven and begins his MVP run, we can go to a team that somehow managed to pull out a win, even though things were terrible all game. Houston? Oh, wait. I'm not going to say what you wrote down for the team names, because someone will get upset. I don't know who, but... Who? Everybody, because it's Seattle, and they're all offended by everything. Uh, the Seahawks versus the Bengals. I don't think that's what I wrote. Uh, the... Sh <laughs> nope. Not going to do it. This um, game was ugly. You know what I found out? John Ross only plays well in Seattle. This is true. <laughs> because he had more fantasy points than he's had in his career? Yes. Because he was, what, 7 for 170 and two touchdowns or something like that? Yeah. Andy yeah. Dalton had one of the best games of his career. Yeah. He definitely was like, you know what? Oh, it's because he thought it was the preseason. He's like, this game doesn't matter. I'm going to be good. Um, if someone would have told him, hey, this is a primetime game. All those touchdowns would have been picks. Yeah, it was it was weird. I was definitely pulling for the Bengals to win a game in Seattle. Against a team that many thought would be a bottom three team in the NFL this year. Probably. You mean the Bengals would be a top or a bottom three. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people had the Seahawks top Being ten. I saw six I saw more than a couple people had them in the top five, which is ridiculous. Um, one thing, I didn't realize that Russell Wilson loved DK Metcalf as much as he did. Six targets yeah. out of his 20 passes. Didn't target Tyler Lockett until the fourth quarter. Yep. Which well, I mean, it was a 44-yard touchdown, and then another, his only other target, would have been a touchdown if he didn't drop it. <laughs> the Seahawks did not run very many plays in this game. 45. Which no. is very few. Andy Dalton threw more passes than that. He had almost yeah. that many completions. 35 for 51. 418 yards. And that touchdown to John Ross. 
the one where the safety jumped way too early. I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe it's just like a lack of reps and seeing a starting quarterback instead of a backup, but it's Cincinnati, so you're still seeing a backup quarterback. Um, but Russell's just like, oh, Seattle, easy touchdown into the end zone. This is familiar. The ball was underthrown, so he's used to that. We had to wait for it. <laughs> and I think there just wasn't that many plays run total in this game because I just realized Cincinnati only ran the ball 14 times. Yeah, but 51 passes. Yeah. Mixon getting hurt also yeah. contributes to that. Yeah. Because I did see, I did not realize, excuse me, Giovanni Bernard was still on the Bengals. Because when I saw his fantasy line, I was like, who the F does he play for? Like, I didn't know he was in the league. You're like, I don't know, did the Texans pick him up? Is he on Miami? Did the Texans trade like a third round pick for Giovanni Bernard? (laughs) Second. Oh, okay. That's right. And a 2025 first. Because they're going to have to give up their third for Duke Johnson. (laughs) Do you realize he just has to play 10 games this year and that turns into a third? That's the stipulation on that pick. Guess who's getting put on IR <laughs> after nine after games? Nine games. <laughs> uh, Lamar Miller. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Bengals actually played surprisingly well. And they um, had a chance to win this game because they were starting a drive in the fourth. Yes. What, with three minutes left? Yeah, and I believe... Were they? No, they weren't ahead at at a point in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if the because the uh, touchdown in the fourth was, quarter was the long Tyler Lockett. Yeah, it was the first play of the fourth quarter, and Cincinnati was up seventeen to fourteen at That's the end of right. the third quarter. So for fourteen Technically, minutes and fifty three seconds, Seattle was ahead in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but yeah, Andy Dalton got a strip sack, I think. But the play was reviewed because the ball went forward, right? Does that sound right? I know you don't remember because there's no Hawks chairs allowed in my house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, play by play. I'm sure 70% of our audience, because they only watch Seahawks games. Yeah, I do not remember. Full disclosure, I fell asleep for a little bit of the game. Well, I, I was actually And by a little bit, I mean like... There we go, fumble. Like a half hour. Uh, Andy Dalton sacked. It says he lost by, two fumbles. Yeah, by R. Green. Who's R. Green? Robert Green. He was actually my boss at ICO. <laughs> he is Doubt now in the, the NFL. <laughs> Definitely don't think it's the same guy. Yeah, Cincinnati lost three fumbles, which may have had something to do with them not winning the game. Trying to see where they were at on the field. Um, while you look oh, up, they still had a long ways to go. Yeah. They were at their own thirty, so well, they would have had to go forty yards in twenty seconds. Mm. And who can go forty yards in twenty seconds to kick a field goal to win the game? <laughs> well, the Saints when you play prevent defense, <laughs> you got to get seven yards to get in field goal range. Yeah, let's play prevent defense and put all of our DBs 15 yards back. <laughs> you know it's an issue when they show the screen and you can't see the defender just guarding the wide receiver because like, he's so far back. Doing? Do they only have four guys on the field? What's going on there? Oh. Um, yeah, so but yeah, the... one, one thing I did notice is Quentin Jefferson had a really good game for the Seahawks. Uh, that could have been due to the Bengals line. I'm not yes. sure. I'm just going to go with yes on that one. Yeah. Uh, oh, six tackles, two sacks, three for a loss, two pass deflections, hit the quarterback three times. That sounds like a good game. Yeah. Especially after spending. And they were spaced out in a way that it felt like a lot more. It was about every five or six plays, you would just see him pop up. <laughs> so it felt like you're like, has he, has he just been lining up in their backfield? I don't really want to talk about this game anymore. Yeah, no, neither do I. I someone else picked the game I wanted to talk about, so I <laughs> So we'll move on to Landon's game, which was the Monday night game. Won him his Raid- fantasy matchup by point one points. <laughs> Raiders Broncos? Yes. That Say which will. How surprised were you by that? 
like I've seen Derek Carr have very accurate games before because there was a game at the beginning of last year where he set the NFL record or almost set the NFL record. Like it was a late incompletion that made him not set the record. He wow. In this game, he was 15 for 16 at halftime, and his only incompletion was a, a knockdown by a defensive lineman. Um, he was unstoppable. Yep. And yeah, Derek Carr, when he's... Sir. That was just when, a Derek Carr highlight. <laughs> when he is not dealing with back injuries and Amari Cooper's not dropping every pass that goes to him, he's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. It helped that Denver got no pressure on him. Yeah. Especially after talking about how Chubb and Miller might Which lead was the league in sacks. Super surprising. Yeah. No sacks. Yeah, no, their game plan for the line or there it is. Um for their offensive line, whatever they did, they need to just keep doing that because Yeah, no sacks and it it didn't even look like you know, there wasn't even any close calls that I really saw. No, it was just he'd drop back, he'd get his three seconds, and he'd complete a pass to Tyrell Smoochie Wallace. Yeah. Uh, Tyrell Williams, right? Yeah. 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 And Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller, like two guys. Who needs A.B.? Yeah. Williams signed the big the big contract, what, four for 43, something like that? Yeah. yeah. But Waller was the seventh tight end in Baltimore. Yeah, and he left the league for a little while because he had substance abuse problems and couldn't stay sober. Um, he sobered up um, and then not only made the roster, but he's there. Like he beat out Luke Wilson mm-hmm. and he's their number one receiver or tight end. Um, they're also going to have Keelan Doss coming back mm-hmm. who they had cut with who they gave a large signing bonus to, to come back. Which is funny because had they not cut him, they would have saved so much money. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember, Brad, you talked about Hunter Renfro and how he had amazing hands. Yes. That catch he made. Yeah. Um, I think it was inside the red zone, down by like the seven yard line or something like that. It was a very difficult catch, and it seemed like he wasn't even looking at the ball when he caught oh, it. He, he was trying has, to figure out where the defenders were. He had, which is funny because he's a guy. Uh, yeah, here's, here's a guy. guy. <laughs> he's a guy who. If you saw him on the street and asked what he did for a living, or someone asked you what he did for a living, you could guess for three days and never guess even semi-pro football. Yeah, because he just does not He does not look like, like a football player. Uh, but he's a good route runner and has amazing hands. And he's not even the first person that pops up when you type in Hunter Renfro. Isn't, isn't there an actor named Hunter No, a baseball player. Uh, right. Renfro, though. Huh? It's it's Fro with an E and Fro with a W. Uh, so it's, it's close. Um, but yeah. In California, though. Yeah. <laughs> On the... Tyrell freaking Williams killed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was he? Six for... Six for 105. Um, Josh think, Jacobs also looked good. He was he be, he was the first was it the first person in NFL history to have two touchdowns and 100 yards from scrimmage since Ladainian Tomlinson. Yeah, I think is what I heard. That's what I read. Kind of a yeah. nice comparison. Um, yeah, 23 for 85. So only 3.7, but Denver does have a good defense. So he was just constantly getting decent yards against them, and then he had a 28 yard catch. Yeah, and Denver's offense just could not score. No, or move the ball. Couldn't get going. Um, which is not a good sign, because if this keeps up for a couple more weeks, I remember over the last few seasons, Denver's defense has a tendency to just give up. Yeah. Um, Maybe it was just and the game, Flacco like, getting used to the offense and the offense learning yeah. how to play with each other. The game, But it was weird. Um, was it Court, uh, not Cortland Sutton? Um, Emmanuel Sanders had one catch until the... Basically until garbage time. Yeah, and then it was just Sanders, 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 Sanders. Yeah. Because yeah. um, this didn't game, have a catch this game quarter, was right? not as <laughs> he close. He lost his catches in the fourth quarter, I swear. 
I think he did. I think before the fourth quarter, he had like 1.1 fantasy points, and so half of that was from a catch. So it was like a six-yard catch. Maybe, okay, so he did have one. Um, and then he had like, what, 50 yards and a touchdown or 80 yards and a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and won me my fantasy matchup. Quiet, you. I'm changing it. <laughs> and, like the so, guy did in the one league I'm in. Um, so yeah, that was I thought that was weird that you wouldn't get him the ball more. Now maybe there was something scheme wise where Sutton was Sutton was open the, a lot. Yeah. And they did have a drop touchdown by Deshaun Hamilton that hit him like right in the gut. <laughs> literally right in the gut. That's why you catch it with your hands. So bad. So bad. I was and Corey Davis is like, ease up. That's a tough catch, man. <laughs> I was surprised by that. I didn't think that was going to happen. No. Yeah, so Raiders looked a lot better than I expected because I don't know if you guys know this or if I've told you, I'm not a huge John Gruden fan. Uh, I think you've said it a couple times, especially I, when you talked about most overrated people in the history I still of the think, world. I still think he's an overrated coach. Yeah. I think he's a good quarterback's coach. Um, well, it's a but, good thing they only have eight and a half years yeah. left on his contract. <laughs> Um, I was very impressed with how they came out and just executed everything pretty much the way they drew it up other than allowing 120 yards to Cortland Sutton. But you know what? (laughs) They won the game handily. So which games do you guys want to start off for previews? Try and hit them real quick. Landon, what do you want to go with yours? Yeah, let's start with mine. Eagles, Falcons. I, my prediction, a bird team will win this game. <laughs> Tie. <laughs> a bird team will... There will be a bird team that didn't lose the game. Oh, like okay. That. All right. <laughs> Both of these teams were very disappointing in the first half of their games. Oh, I and only one stayed disappointing in the second half. Yeah, yeah. the Falcons were trash. Every trash. time the scroll came by and I saw Eagles down twenty to nothing to the Redskins, I was mm-hmm. like, "What? That must be someone's dyslexic. They <laughs> they got those scores backwards. I think that's backwards." Um, but yeah, the Falcons. I know it's it's week one, and this is probably why you're looking forward, or this is a game to watch in week two. But like. If they don't change a lot, almost immediately, they're in trouble. Wow, that was loud. Which will be very hard because Chris Lindstrom broke his foot and is out the next eight weeks. Yes. They did re-sign a guy who was on their preseason team, uh, who was there during the preseason. So that's kind of nice that they picked up a guy who knows the system. And I know that we say typically the first three weeks is hit or miss because teams, their starters are still really getting, you know, into the flow of the season and they're actually playing more. But if the Falcons get blown out in this game, you got to be like panicking in Atlanta at this point. The game's in Atlanta, right? I believe so, yes. I think so. So they have that going for them at least, but the Eagles really showed up in the second half. Like they got rid of the preseason jitters and they put it on the Redskins because they scored what 30 they outscored them 30 to 7 yeah in the second half yeah, yeah. Um, the Falcons just could not get anything going I assume this game will be a little bit closer than the Falcons Vikings game but and Julio already met his quota for touchdowns for the year so <laughs> well, he's, he's happy. packing he that, it in the highest guaranteed money for a receiver in history what did he get like 97% of his contract guaranteed or something like that? 64, 66 million or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So do you think Eagles or, Fal- or Falcons in this game? Like, do you think the I'm Eagles. Going, I'm going Eagles, man. Of course you are. Remember, Landon called the Falcons season over after two preseason games because their line looked bad. And their line definitely <laughs> yeah. didn't look any better in week one of the regular Well, seasons. it better continue looking bad for at least a couple more weeks. That it probably will until until Tennessee's done with them. Um, yeah, yeah, they don't look good. 
Well, to the team that the Falcons didn't show up against last week, the Vikings are going to Green Bay in a battle of division leaders. Division tied for the division lead. I'm trying to figure out. Divisionizers. There we go. The battle Both. for the division. Yeah. Yeah. Did didn't they tie last year too? In week two? Packers, Vikings. Was it Bear? no, the Bears didn't tie. I think it was. I don't know if it was week two. Uh just, here we go. They settle for a tie on September sixteenth. That sounds like oh, week that two. That sounds to me. like week two. Um They're playing if only this year they're playing. I'm trying to look it up right now. That's the 29-29 last year. You know what? It's too bad the Vikings didn't have a good quarterback in that game. Like someone who could have thrown for 400-plus yards and four touchdowns on like 75% passing because <laughs> that would have been nice. That's what That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he was much better than Aaron Rodgers in that game, just like he is in real life. <laughs> <laughs> So the Vikings looked really good in week one. Um, they barely threw the ball. What, Cousins had 10, 12 pass attempts, something he, like that? Cousins even had a rushing touchdown? Yeah, it's weird. Um, but because Dalvin Cook was doing whatever he wanted to against the Falcons. Yeah. It was like their defensive line was as bad as their offensive line. <laughs> this game's in Green Bay. Which is not a good sign for the Falcons. Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> it's like, sorry, I was still thinking of Falcons. Um, I'm glad you just continued. Yeah. It was week two last year that they tied. So, do we have a repeat? Do the Vikings and Packers I bet, tie? I bet you could get no. good money if you went to Vegas and bet on a 29 29 tie. Um, I'm looking up odds in Vegas of an NFL tie. They happen. Uh, well, there was two of them last year in the first two weeks. Yeah. Actually, I think there was two of them total. Was there only two ties last year? I don't know. Or maybe did the Steelers tie someone, or was that the year before? I think that was no, the year was, before. No, that was game one, because it was Steelers-Browns. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Either I like way, the Vikings. I think I've, the Vikings are a really good team. I say, I like the Vikings in... No, other than him. Um uh, there's a bunch of people in that division. I just can't say their names. <laughs> Running back for the Lions. Who? Why, why wouldn't you say C.J. Anderson's name? <laughs> nice. Um, I think Anthony Barr coming back for the Vikings is one of the most underrated storylines in football because he makes that defense really good. And the Jets are glad he went back because they signed C.J. Mosley, and he's their leading touchdown scorer. Who then hurt his groin in the <laughs> yeah, first quarter. Still their leading <laughs> touchdown scorer. That's true. He is. Or at least On tied a for it. Super weird play. Um, yeah, I like the Vikings in this game, just because the Packers would have pro- or should have lost on Thursday if the Bears could put up more than like ten points. That was such an ugly game. Mitch Trubisky was throwing balls all over the place, everywhere except for where his receivers were. Yeah. Um, and he looked like the fourth worst quarterback in that division. <laughs> <laughs> Just continually baiting Landon. Uh, do you really want to do this right now? Well, so, so Aaron Rodgers looked like the third worst quarterback I, in the division. I Stafford kidding. looked like the second worst. <laughs> well, you know the one thing about Stafford and Cousins. They have the same amount of playoff wins. Big zero. Hmm. That's all right. And they're both going to be Hall of Famers. <laughs> um, In the Chris Hall of Fame. It's the only one that matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brad, so, Brad, I think you're excited that you have a chance to beat the Colts for the first time in a while. Um, well, I guess well you, it's not you the beat first two time. Years ago. Yeah, it's not the first time in a while because Andrew Luck. Misses all the games. Yeah, misses a lot of games. Um, and he knew this was the year, so he was scared, and he so retired. He's a one-year break. <laughs> um, oh, hey, look at that. A trade was accepted in League of Leagues. Was it really? Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Um, Push that but, through. 
yeah so i'm actually excited for different reasons um he even said it i don't know if i've told you guys before but i think teams have identities there it is <laughs> and historically after a big win when the titans start to get some momentum running they come out and lay an egg in the next game um you mentioned earlier that you were a little worried about Brissett, that you could see him going off because kevin byard opened his mouth <laughs> so over under 333 passing yards for Brissett. I'm going to say under, but not by much. So like 312? I'm going to say 318 and two touchdowns in a loss. Um, But I do think Frank Reich is a very good coach, and that team's going to be fired up after, you know, losing an overtime game, and I think he's going to have them prepared to not let it go to overtime. Uh, Also... There's this guy named Quentin Nelson and this guy named T.Y. Hilton. The The Titans do have a very good secondary. I don't know if I would crown it the best in the league after week one against uh, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> but um, their front seven looked good. I think that... I... This is a, another game. I know I say this a lot, but I could kind of see it going any direction, either a blowout by one team, because they both can, they're both capable of when they get the momentum. I think a blowout by the Colts is a little less likely. Just don't be starting but, with that Booger McFarland analysis where he's like, when Taysom Hill lines up a tight end, oh, he he's can either going to run a route yeah. or block. So yeah, those are the two options yeah. when you're playing tight end. <laughs> Thank you. I like that they kept calling him a Swiss Army knife. And I was like, yeah, he's like a Swiss Army knife without a blade because he's a quarterback who they won't allow to throw. You know the Swiss Army knives you find and you dig out of the mud and they don't work because everything's gone? That's Taysom Hill. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think if they can get Derrick Henry going quick and I... Derrick Henry doesn't go quick. <laughs> early. <laughs> if they can get him going early... Uh, because big running backs like that, they need carries that kind of work on beating up the defense. And the yards per carry goes up the later the game goes. Ricky Williams style. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Titans should be able to win. But honestly, I am a little worried. And I'm just kind of curious to see how both these teams react to, um, you know, last week. Yeah. And you mentioned the Titans possibly having the best secondary. Um, last yeah, game we're definitely gonna, ask Kevin Byard. Last they game we're going to talk have. about is the biggest gap in secondaries you will see probably all year because it's Ravens Cardinals, and right now the Cardinals have probably the worst secondary in football. They have Patrick Peterson, and that's it. Who's not playing right now because he's suspended? Oh, that's right. And then who's their other starting corner? Alfred. <sighs> yeah, but he's hurt. He's hurt. They're without their two best secondary people, so they have nobody. Don't say they're two best. Just say they're two. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're, they're without their two secondary people. They do have Byron Murphy. They just have like half young. half their guys in their secondary played for UW. And don't they have Buddha? They do. Have yeah. Buddha, Buddha, Buddha. Um, yeah. Who's a tackling machine? He is. But you know, teams get small. up by twenty-one right away, and then they just run against them. You know, luckily they're not. Um, they're not going to have to worry about the pass too much because they're going to be down 47 to nothing in the first quarter. Well, but luckily, I mean, it's, it's not like they have any deep threats to worry about. <laughs> yeah, they definitely don't have any deep threats in Baltimore to worry about. Do you know who the highest rated quarterback in the NFL is right now? A running back? <laughs> yes, but it's going to be even funnier when I tell you who it is. It's not Mariota. It's RG3. <laughs> did he throw like two passes he was six for six with a touchdown oh so he's got a 158.3 he's got because both him and lamar both have 158.3 but yeah. his qbr is 99.7 oh because he doesn't have any incompletions yeah. which is funny um, yeah uh, <laughs> the line's like 13 and a half i'm assuming it's gone up a little bit but in baltimore the cardinals look like trash and Kyle Murray's not going to be able to do the things against Detroit. Yeah. 
or against Baltimore that he did against Detroit. And with that scheme, that's not one you want to be like. Once you're backed into a corner and there's only one thing you can do, it's just going to get worse and it just snowballs. And that's trying to beat Buda Baker on a deep route is a lot different than trying to beat Earl Thomas on a deep route. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of a difference there. Yeah, don't need to talk too much about this game because I just yeah. hope the Ravens win by 24. You can just kind of okay. <laughs> um, pull up the DVR of the Ravens game from last week. Just put a Cardinals logo over the Dolphins. <laughs> so you know the Family Guy skit where James Woods keeps finding the pieces of candy? Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, an interception. That's how ooh, I felt last week watching the game. I was like, ooh, another touchdown. Ooh, another touchdown. <laughs> it's going to be the same way this week. I'm going for it. 42 to 9. You think the Cardinals are going to get 9? Yeah, because the Cardinals are going to have like a... Terrell Suggs is going to have a strip sack that he's going to return for a touchdown. (laughs) I'm not going to go that far, but hey, it's your game to preview, so we'll go with it. (laughs) You think they win by more than that? (laughs) 48 to 6. Wow. All right, I'll take it. not really. Okay. (laughs) Well, I mentioned the the Ravens line a little bit, but that is not one of the gambling picks for this week. Uh, Hopefully last week you did not listen to Alex because he went 0-3. He was so embarrassed he decided not to show up this week. Uh, I went 2-1, so I'm up 90 bucks on the year. Reminder, it's 110 to win 100 on each one, and you should only gamble where it's legal. So Washington in like 2029. Landon, what happens first? The Mariners go to the playoffs or gambling's legal in Washington? Well, gambling being legal might actually happen. No, that's not one of the options. The Stanley Cup. That's not one of the options. (laughs) The Seattle hockey team wins the Super Bowl. That will happen before the Mariners make the playoffs. And now I'm sad again. All right. I'm sorry, buddy. So, first one Kirk Cousins. (laughs) And now he's happy. Uh, Niners at Bengals Uh, Niners are one and a half point favorite I can't see the Bengals playing Decent Okay two weeks in a row Uh, So I think the Niners win by two or more Uh, Alex thinks the Bengals win this game John Ross is not in Seattle He's trying to go 0-4 I don't know if you guys want to play Gambling it looks like Landon filled his in He's going Uh, Niners Correct Bradley What's the? Are we going with points or just picking the it's winners? Niners one and a half. So do the Niners win by two or more? Uh, that means the Niners have to score two. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll take the Niners. Right. Uh, second game is two weeks in a row. I'm going with the Bills. Uh, last week they were three point underdogs, two and a half point underdogs. This week they were two and a half point favorites playing at the Giants. I think that Bills defense is going to cause a lot of problems for Eli Manning because you just kind of got to throw a bunch of guys in the box and Eli can't throw more than 12 yards. He makes Cam Newton look like he has a good arm. He couldn't throw more than 12 yards if you let him step six yards past the line of scrimmage. That's true. Uh, So I'm going Bills, but Alex and Landon are feeling the Giants here. Why? Saquon. I believe in Eli. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> the guy, so when they bench him for Davy Jones in the second quarter, are you going <laughs> to... Uh, Landon, I think we need to have an intervention for you because you believe in Eli and you don't like Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I do believe in Eli. Eli also has playoff wins. Kirk Cousins does not. But that's getting off topic. So does Tim Tebow. That doesn't, doesn't mean he's a good quarterback. And Marcus Mariota. Better than Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad. Uh, Bills by three or more. Yes or no? I'll take the Bills. All right. And the final game of the week, um, Chiefs at Raiders. This makes it six straight where I'm picking the road team to cover. Uh, Chiefs are going into Oakland as eight-and-a-half-point favorites. That is a huge amount to be favored on the road. But I cannot see the Raiders playing well again. I think it's going to kind of go to their heads, and John Gruden's going to go in there and think they're hot-ish. See it does make me a little worried that Tyreek Hill is not playing. Um, I feel better so, for his kids, but <laughs> um, so I think the Raiders will cover. Um, you know, Gardner Minshew threw all over the. I mean, granted, the the Chiefs had benched their 
first and second string <laughs> by the time he came in. But Gardner Minshew threw all over them. They their secondary is not great. No. Um, Tyrell Williams did look good all all preseason and in this first game. Um, I think the Raiders are able to keep it within eight. I think it's going to be a one-score game. Uh, one thing I did see was the Chiefs' average margin of victory last season was 8.7 or something like that. So this line falls. How do you score right point seven points? I don't know. Ask the people on Landon's team for beating me by point one points. <laughs> do you kick a Cody Parkey double boinker? Yes, that is how you do it. Just as half a point. I think I think the double doink is a good one to end on. Unless you guys got anything else you want to talk about? Double doink. Double doink. All right. Well, make sure to head to the House of Hoodies and use promo code SHOTS to get 15% off your order. I might actually be ordering a Lamar Jackson House of Hoodies jersey because they're kind of badass. But uh, I'm not sure yet. Maybe if he throws for five more touchdowns, I'll do it because then he will be five under his over-under for the entire year. (laughs) Um, Head to Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, Instagram, Anchor, Spotify, just about any place you could think of and even itunes because we are on there now um all the links are up on anchor and we'll have them up wherever you can find us at Um, so it's late night shots on all the social medias eat it baker